Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted you are there. Plenty of time for you in this hour because <coughs> I'm... Happy to be back. Still have this little bit of a chest cough that I can't quite shake, but that is why we lean heavily on the other assembled members of the hashtag crew who are all here. And if you're just joining us, I'll, I'll run through some sound bites from yesterday in the NFL. And again, we'll get to your calls. I have a couple of quick thoughts on the soccer I want to get to in, in this hour as well, if we get a chance. So busy we will be as we roll along here on this Monday. But, but here's just the one thing I will say to a lot of my fellow Jet fans who are feeling a little bit dismayed. The good news is the Jets have gone from zero, maybe not to 60, but to 50 incredibly fast. I mean, like it's, it's ridiculously fast. They've gone from being the worst team in the NFL to being one of the better teams in the NFL, just like in the blink of an eye. It's not even a full season, and they are that. And they have a defense that is 100% championship caliber and young. So there's every reason to think that's going to continue. It does, however, come with some bad news, and that is... Look at the big teams in the AFC. What you're going to have to get past, if you want to win a Super Bowl, anytime in the foreseeable future, I'm going to say a name, and you give me an approximate age here, Hembo. I'm going to do them too fast for you to actually know their age. But how old is Patrick Mahomes? 26? 28. 28. How old is Josh Allen? 27. How old is Joe Burrow? 26. How old is Lamar Jackson? 27. So how old is Justin Herbert? And he's not even part of the conversation. Justin Herbert may not even make the playoffs, but you got to deal with that guy. Tua, is he really that good? I don't know, one way or the other, but we're going to find out. Deshaun Watson, is he going to get it back? I don't know. We're going to find out. But the point is, the conference is loaded with, with quarterbacks who are outstanding and not yet 30. So you're, and you cannot go into that fight with Zach Wilson or with Mike White. You just can't. What's, what's the expression? It's like bringing a knife into a gunfight. You don't win. So you can find a way to sneak a miracle out of that every now and again, but they don't have the single most important thing. If I Right now, would you bet or would you not be willing to bet that, that I just mentioned these names, that that's going to be the next 10 Super Bowl champions in the AFC are going to be some combination of those people. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um... Joe Burrow, maybe Herbert, if the team figures it out, maybe Deshaun, if he gets it back together again, Deshaun Watson, they're going to win all the championships in the foreseeable future. They're going to be in the Super Bowl every year. Just look, the AFC was owned for the longest time by three quarterbacks, right? Go back over a stretch of something like 20 years. Every single year, the quarterback was either in the Super Bowl was either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger. You got to have that guy. And the Jets don't have that guy. And I'm sorry to say this because obviously they carried him out of there on a shield yesterday and literally took him out in an ambulance. But Mike White is not that guy. Mike White is not Joe Burrow. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's, not, he's certainly not Patrick Mahomes. So 
Can you beat them every now and again? You have a puncher's chance. I mean, yeah, the Jets have a good enough team all around, but they got to figure something out. They got to figure something out at quarterback, and that that is going to be their reality, whether they make the playoffs this year or not. Yeah, the only exception there was the 2012 Ravens. <laughs> like you said, almost always Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger. And so that's- from Brady's first year, which was the Super Bowl that was played in January of '02, mm-hmm. until. What would it, when, like Brady's last one? I mean, which would have been the Super Bowl that was played 2018. in 2018. 20, when they beat the Rams. When they beat the Rams. So that's 17 Super Bowls. 16 of them were started by one of those three guys. The year after, it was the Raiders with Gruden and Rich Gannon. That was the year after Brady's first. But right. yes, with that exception, those guys just laid waste to the AFC for almost two decades. And Rich Gannon was the MVP of the league that year for whatever it's worth. So it could take one guy having a miraculous year. I continue to say that it is my opinion that there is a better chance that Zach Wilson winds up being that than there is that Mike White winds up being that. The problem with Zach Wilson is that obviously they hate him. And there's no other way to say it. I've never met him. I've never been. I'm not in the room. But if they can't even put him on the field yesterday and they have to put Joe Flacco out there, who has done everything but announce his retirement, he is completely done. If they have to put Joe Flacco out there in a big spot, it is only because they can't put Zach Wilson out there. And it's not because he has sloppy footwork. It's because he obviously would create such a problem for everybody else that you just can't do it no matter what. So if that's the case, then you're at, you're zero, you're at zero. You are literally at ground zero. Joe Flacco played that game yesterday. Like, he left his house with an edict. His wife said, just don't get hurt whatever today, whatever happened. you do. Well, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I mean, he's making a very nice living to not do anything. I mean, that's a, a delightful way to make a very nice living. Also, want me to go out there. Did you see what happened to the other guy? You want me to let Matt Milano hit me like that? Are you crazy? I'm not doing that. That's someone else's job. And the reality is it is. It's Zach Wilson's job. He just has not proven himself to be capable of doing it. Um, and, and I don't even at this point mean with the way he plays. All right, Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Uh, you know what? We didn't get to a couple of things I wanted to mention. The least, the last thing in the world I was expecting to come in here and say today was, you got to hand it to Russell Wilson, but you kind of got to do. Did you watch that game? Did you watch Kansas City-Denver yesterday? That might have been the most entertaining game of the day. It was certainly the most entertaining game of the, of the late window. Uh, actually, of all things, Carolina-Seattle was a pretty good game, too. <coughs> Pardon me. But uh, Russell Wilson is losing that game 27 nothing. And you want to talk about the fans. I thought, all right, they're going to fire Nathaniel Hackett at halftime of this game. And the big question was, will Russell get benched? Like, do they have to actually take him out of the game? He throws that pick six to the linebacker, Willie Gay, and they're losing 27 nothing. And I don't know what happened. Now, the, the Chiefs got a little sloppy. Mahomes threw a couple of picks. Their defense just isn't that good in the first place. But whatever it is, all of a sudden, from 27 nothing, the Broncos looked like a switch went on. And Jerry Judy got hot as hell. And if Russell Wilson doesn't get hurt in that game, he gets his head smashed into the turf. And I don't know if you saw it. He had like a big... His, his forehead like swelled up like he had been hit with a pipe or something. I don't even know what. Uh, you, know, you, you saw him get hit. Terrible looking playing, clearly. And if he didn't have a concussion, then no one has ever had a concussion. So he didn't come back in the game. They put Brett Rippon out there, and they still kind of got themselves back in it. But for the first time, you felt some hope. 
Like, you got to hand it to Russell Wilson. At 27 nothing, and the fans ready to lose their minds against Mahomes and the Chiefs, that game is as over as a game can possibly be. It was over until your tweet. I think, I mean, I think we know what happened. Uh, it, it, it was, it might have been. You did you that, it was the reverse KOD. KOD here. Hashtag you did KOD. it. The kiss of death. I did. I tweeted that I've never seen anything, and any disaster of the magnitude of the Denver Broncos. And from that <laughs> instant forward, they were the best team in the NFL yesterday. It's 100% true. They came storming back against Kansas City and almost won. Immediately upon my tweeting that. You're 100% right. I can make, I can make the impossible happen. I can, do, I can make impossible things happen. I solved the Broncos problem. Nathaniel Hackett, if I just keep criticizing him on Twitter, will be the coach of the year next year. And Russell Wilson will be the MVP. And the Broncos will wind up winning everything because you're exactly right, Bubba. It it started right when I started tweeting about it. It is incredible how little I know about sports. (laughs) The things that I say prove to be so wrong, so dramatically wrong, so quickly that, frankly, it's frightening. I mean, I was frightened when that happened. I'll tell you why. Um, Excuse me. Last hour, you, you asked us all who we favored to come out of the AFC. And one of the reasons, the primary reason, in fact, I did not say the Chiefs is because of what we saw from their defense from that point on. Like The Chiefs' defense is a major problem. The Chiefs' defense has allowed 28 touchdown passes this season. There's only one quarterback in the NFL that has thrown that many, and it is their own. Like that, you, We just talked about the gauntlet of the AFC quarterbacks. I don't know that they have a defense good enough to win two or three games to get to the Super Bowl with how they played last night. I am with you. Now, the defensive stats are occasionally skewed when you have an offense like they have because teams are always throwing the ball and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the touchdown passes they gave up yesterday happen after they're winning the game 27 nothing. <clears throat> so the other team is going to be passing a disproportionate amount of time and all that. But that said, your point is well taken. When you look at the, at the big teams in the AFC, the Bills, if Josh Allen isn't brilliant, his C game is better than almost anyone else's A game. But if Josh Allen doesn't play his A game, they can't do it. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't play his A game, they can't do it. I think the team that can win without their quarterback playing their A game is Cincinnati. Mm. I think they're the best one. And that's not to say that Burrow isn't every bit as good as anybody else. But I think they have more balance. Their defense is not bad. They're playing pretty well. right? What, what do their defensive numbers tell us? Their defense, right now they're in 10th in pass defense according to our QBR metric. By the way, the Chiefs? excluding all the volume stuff, rank 30th. Okay. So, 30th. I mean, they're, they're obviously way better than them. Um, you know, Baltimore's defense has largely been terrible this year. they got to get Lamar back healthy. I don't buy them at all. I, I can't see Baltimore making a deep run this year. There's just something not right about them. Um, that's it. Tennessee, no good. Jacksonville, no. I mean, uh, if they sneak in, make the play. Miami has fallen by. I think, I think that there are three teams. It's Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, and the one that I have the most confidence in right now, inclusive of the quarterback position, is Cincinnati. Coming up, we need to check in on Nuno today. He had a rough weekend. Plus, we'll tell you what happened 20 years ago today that, if you're like me, is going to make you feel very, very old. And then we'll open up the phones for your hot takes as we roll on this hour. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Plenty of time for your hot takes as usual on this Monday. I will tell you when to call, and I'll give you the number to call in about 10 minutes. Don't call right now. I don't want you sitting on hold all day. Um, And we will get your hot takes in coming off of this Sunday in the NFL. You want to feel old? You know what happened 20 years ago today? Hembo told me about it this morning, and I just saw it popped up on Twitter as well. Bubba, this is a day you will remember. Yep. 20 years ago today was the day that LeBron James, playing for his high school team in Akron, had that televised game on ESPN. Dick Vitale did the game. Jay Billis was there. In fact, Hembo found the old videos of it, and Billis, he looks different, right? I mean, Jay looks looks different. He looks different. But anyway, we're all 20 years older. That's the point. It was it basically LeBron James has been, for lack of a better word, a household name for 20 years, which Bubba constitutes more than half of his life. He is not 40 years old. In fact, I think he's turning 38, right? He, his birthday is right around Christmas, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is, yeah. So he's, he's turning 38. So he has been that level of famous, I mean, bursting onto the scene on ESPN2, to play a high school game 20 years ago today. How about that? And what's cool? <clears throat> Tonight on ESPN, <coughs> Jay Billis is calling a game played by LeBron's son, Bronny, to, to commemorate the 20th anniversary of this game. I, so I, text, I, I texted Jay the, the YouTube clip this morning to say, in case you didn't know, this is the 20th anniversary. And he said, I'm doing his son's game tonight. I will be long retired by his grandson's game. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. You never know. Bill is a, he's got staying power. I hope that Bill is, is going to be around. But 20 years, you know, it's, LeBron is such a fascinating person in so many different ways. We, we have, as, as I've mentioned a few times, and we'll talk much more about it after the new year because it's still a ways off. We have a book coming out, and um, it's my first – ever true sports book and I write some thoughts on LeBron James 
that I think need to be spoken aloud, which is to say that when you really sit back and think about it, and, and, I, and I dive into it a little more deeply than I will in just this sentence, but when you want to try and pick apart, LeBron James has picked apart as much as any immortal in sports history, and that has more to do with the era in which he has played and lived than anything else. But when you think about what the legitimate criticisms are of this guy who has now lived more than half his life in the glare of extraordinary celebrity and attention, I think he's been remarkable. I think LeBron James has actually exceeded unrealistic expectations. 20 years ago today, Dick Vitale, and if I remember correctly, was it Bill Walton, I think, did the game, and certainly Billis, we're all coming on Mike and Mike and telling me this guy could be the best player in the world. When you're 18 years old in high school and people are saying this guy could be the best player in the world and you go on to have a career that suggests that there are some who will make a, a defendable argument, I wouldn't, but some who will, that you're the best player of all time, he has exceeded impossible expectations. I think that's a reasonable way to judge LeBron James' career as opposed to the completely unreasonable ways that I feel like I hear it done a lot of the time. All right, Nuno. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Uh, sure. Let's do it. All right, so before we get to Nuno's football notes, which he put into the Google Doc, we must first talk about the soccer. Um, Nuno, for those who don't know, his family is from Portugal, and um, you're, you are as into the, the soccer as any person I know, and, and, and I know a lot of people who are. Um, and I, so I was thinking of you, and in fact, texting with Nuno on Saturday as Portugal suffered what can only be described as a stunning defeat at the hands of Morocco, which I think becomes the first ever African nation to advance to the World Cup's Final Four, and all the controversy that came around Cristiano Ronaldo not starting and all the rest of that. So I thought we would just check in on Nuno and get a quick take from you, if we could, on what happened to Portugal and where we stand right now with the World Cup. Uh, sports suck. Like, Can we just talk about that? When you lose a game where you, sh- you are the favorite, uh, you don't play well, uh, you don't take the uh, you know take the chances well that you've had the few chances and then you lose a game where it's per, your path to the semifinals is pretty much you know it's there for you it's kind of sets up right and then you have a loss like that and there's so much other stuff surrounding it right the Ronaldo stuff and the coach making the decision to bench him or not start him which everyone I think agreed with and even most people in Portugal agree outside of his family agreed with and now you're sitting here and uh, you know as you're going forward you have Argentina and Croatia I know Zach Lowe's going as a Croatian is living and dying with uh, with Croatia and France so I think if you're hoping as a soccer purist you're probably hoping for Argentina France in the final on Sunday morning to see if if Messi can get his his World Cup it would be difficult, I would think, because he and Ronaldo have been like pitted against each other as the two best players in the world for a generation. So not only for Ronaldo to go out this way with, with really the classic whimper and not a bang, and then in that same World Cup for Messi to finally scale the tallest mountain in the sport. So we'll see. So we have that from Nuno. And then, and then we have Nuno's notes on the NFL games. And you write a couple of different things here. On the Bills game, 
Nuno writes, and this is with the beauty of Nuno, because he really does get right to the most important piece. He writes, Mike White is tough as nails, but I wonder if he would have come back into that game if Zach Wilson was the backup instead of Flacco. I think you have touched on exactly the right point. I'd like to hear your take on it because you're pretty close, you know, to the scene. And, and I think you have usually very good insight into things like this. It is my belief that the fact that Zach Wilson is not even the backup is an indication that the personalities, that the relationships are so bad inside that building involving that kid that they just can't do it. Because Joe Flacco is as washed as a person can possibly be. He is more washed than an apple I might eat after it's been handled by 200 people. I would spend, like, hours washing that apple. That's how washed the Jets quarterback is, and that's who they're choosing to put on the field instead of Zach Wilson at this point. Nuno, what's your read on? So I think that he hasn't been the backup because I think Robert Sala is trying to stay away from if Mike White struggles, the question is going to be, why didn't you pull him? Why didn't you go to Zach Wilson? I think at this point in time, it, it's one of those. Zach, once we think Zach Wilson is ready to play, he will be the starter. It won't become, he won't be the backup in a game. I do find it interesting, and to your point is, Zach, these, the Jets players go out of their way to just praise Mike White after every single game. But at what point does that just seem hollow with when you lose, right? You lost last week, you lose again this week. Yes, he's tough. At what point of the, he's, you know, we'll go to war with him and he's the toughest, it feels hollow to you. Like, at what point does you're like, all right, enough of that. Just go back to the guy who can give us the best chance to win. Well, to me, it's not even as much about it feeling hollow as it feels partially aimed at the other guy. Like, it almost feels, and maybe I'm reading much too much into this, but the way they are so over the top in their praise of Mike White almost feels like it is partially aimed at Zach Wilson. Like, you want to see what, you, you want to make other people look at this guy. Like, he's not even that good. And look how much we love playing with him. We love this guy so much. If I'm Zach Wilson, there's no question I feel as though the -the over-the-top teammate praise of Mike White is at least partially aimed in my direction. Zach Wilson is is radioactive right now. And what do you do with radioactivity? You don't learn to live with it. You just move far, far away. That's the deal right now. And Mike White, while he might not be playing well, at least they like him, and at least he's tough. Whereas Zach Wilson doesn't play well, they don't like him, and he's not tough. So, you know, that's why him going back into that game yesterday might make such a big difference in the locker room. Performance notwithstanding. Well, we'll see. They got a week to figure that out. We'll see. I mean, I thought that kid broke his ribs. Now, Tony Romo, who's doing the game, is the guy who I remember once famously played after having a punctured lung and was wearing a – it was a Monday night game, I want to say, and he was wearing a (coughs) – what do you call it? Like a flak jacket or whatever it is. And so he knows as well as anybody what it is that Mike White is probably going to be dealing with. I think White will start this week, but we will see. Let me ask another one very quickly here that comes out of Nuno's notes. Lions. They beat the Vikings yesterday. Schedule will get a top-five pick. Do they use it on a quarterback, or has Goff shown enough to feel confident in him being your future? Nuno, what's the answer? It's tough. I mean, Goff's only 27. When you were talking about all those guys, like, Goff is only 27. I think you, unless you're in love with a Will Levis or whoever doesn't go number one, 
I think you still ride this Jared Goff situation and you just fortify that team as much as possible. It's very hard to look at them and say their problem is their offense, right? I mean, they've made this extraordinary comeback. They were, what were they, one and six or something like that? I mean, they, they, were, they, were, compl- they were left for dead. They were about as left for dead as a team can possibly be. And they came, all, yeah, they were one and six. And now here they've won five of their last six. And if they beat the Jets this weekend, they're going to make the playoffs because they're going to win the remainder of their game. Have you seen the line for that game yet, by the way? The Lions-Jets game? I've not. Want to gander a guess? It's here. It's here. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Lions are favored. I'm going to say the Lions minus one and a half. It's a pick em. It's a pick em game. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, look, if you told me right now I had to bet on that game, how do you not bet on the Lions? They're hot as hell, and the Jets have, you know, the Jets, the one win the Jets have had in the last month was against a Bears team that didn't have Justin Fields. It's very hard to feel confident in them going forward. All right, let me throw the lines open. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, and it is your chance now to be a part of Greeny Nation. The Dr. Pepper call-in line is open at 888 ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper at in-college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. You have heard from all the members of the hashtag crew today, including me. Now it's time to hear from you. Give us the hottest take you can come up with here, and let's see how we do. Bubba, who's first up? We're going to start with Bill. All right, Bill, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give us a hot take, Bill. Go. Hey, good morning, Greeny. Hey, uh, hot take is... um... Uh, the Lions are about a year away. Um, I think you ride Jared Goff out. He's playing as well um, as probably Matthew Stafford may have ever played with probably arguably less um, key component um, receivers. And I think if you get another uh, edge rusher um, to help out Hutchinson, I think this team uh, will have uh, the chance and the ability to 
to go quite far in next year's playoffs. No, I'm with you. I, I, I would stay with Goff for sure. I would consider trading that pick if someone wants to come up and give you a King's Ransom, you know, a Trey Lance-esque kind of deal. Build around Goff. Build with what you have. They've made Amon Ross St. Brown into a star. The kid they got from Alabama is going to be a, an absolute star, like a t- Tyreek Hill-esque kind of star. you got to build yourself a defense. You do that. Look, I think that that division, <coughs> I've said it before, the reason, one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers needs to get out of Green Bay is he's about to become the worst team in that division by far. Detroit and Chicago have a chance to both go from zero to 60 like that. The, the, the Lions have done it, and there are still some questions about the quarterback. The Bears are doing it. I think the only thing there isn't question about is the quarterback. Um, I think we like him a lot. But the Lions and Bears, I think, are both going to be really good as soon as next year. The only thing I will disagree with the caller about is that I don't think you have to look to the future. Right this second, like if the season were starting like today, I think the Lions are the second best team in the NFC. And if they wind up sneaking into the playoffs, it'll probably be as the seventh seed. And I would pick them to beat Minnesota on the road based on what we saw yesterday and based on what I think the Vikings are. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions are one of the four teams remaining in the NFC this year. So the four, you're going to have Philly. You're going to have San Francisco. You're going to have Dallas. If they beat Tampa on the road. And you'll have Detroit. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, look, the, the Lions are coming here to play the Jets. That is a game I want no part of. The Jets should want no part of it. The only thing I will say is, if you're trying to get your offense going, if you're the Jets and, and, the, and their quarterbacks, this seems like a reasonable place to do it. But yes, no, the Lions have done great. There's everything about their coach to like. I, they, they are an easy team to root for and whose future to like. Bill, thank you for the call. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Give us a hot take. Brian, go. I think yesterday Jalen Hurts did everything he could to put the last nail in the coffin for MVP. I don't think you can even have a discussion with anybody else at this point. I'm with you. I think the only way he doesn't win MVP is if they lose to Dallas. I think if they lose that game against Dallas, and the thing is they could lose that game and still wind up the one seed. If they wind up the one seed in the NFC, unless he does something he hasn't done all year long, which is play a bad game, I agree. I think it is his definitively his award to lose. I think he has to beat Dallas, though. We saw C.J. Stroud lose the Heisman simply because they lost to Michigan. They still wait, you know, made it to the playoffs, and they could still win the championship. But that game cost him the Heisman. I think Patrick Mahomes will win the MVP of the league if Hurts loses to Dallas. You see, but if, if, if C.J. Stroud loses to Michigan 37-36, he might still win the Heisman. So that's what I'm saying. I think Jalen Hurts not only had... I think he can afford to lose to Dallas if he's not the reason they lose to Dallas. Now, if he throws three picks in that game against the Cowboys and, and, and that defense, Micah Parsons and company make him look really bad, maybe that changes the equation. But who are you giving it to then? you giving it to Mahomes? Probably. Is yeah. he second? Yeah. He, right now he has the second best odds after, after Jalen Hurts. And then who, Burrow? Then Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's the group. That, that's, the, that's the people we're dealing with. All right. I think that's fair. I, 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 think, I think right now Jalen Hurts is the leading candidate, and I think – it is his to lose, but the Cowboy game is the one that I think is the, the, the most obvious spot that he could lose it. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Jacob. All right, Jacob. Give us a hot take, Jacob. Go. Morning, Dylan. Any person that should be in the MVP conversation right now is Cincinnati's own Joe Ohio Burrow. I mean, you look at the last – when was the last time this man had all of his weapons? It doesn't matter who he's got playing around him. He elevates their game. Not to mention, he can use his legs when it's necessary. Uh, I mean, there's, there's just no other, no other option out there that has brought their team to his level. 
to win. I think he has put himself smack dab in the middle of the conversation. I, I agree with you completely. Look, the season did not start well in Cincinnati, and there are reasons for it. Not excuses, reasons. The man had an appendectomy. He wound up missing basically the entire preseason, and he and they started a little slowly. Since then, he's been the best. They've been the best team, and he's been the best player. I'm looking back over the last few weeks. They, have, they beat the Browns this week. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Titans. They beat the Steelers in a high-scoring game. I'm looking back over some of their other wins, Falcons, Saints, uh, you know, and then you're getting back to the early part of the season when they beat the Jets in week three and the rest of that. I think Burrow is in the discussion right now for MVP. I don't think he is ahead of Jalen Hurts on the list. Part of that also has to do with Joe Burrow being great isn't anywhere near the surprise mm. that Jalen Hurts being great is. Jalen Hurts, get, he's, he's getting a little bit of the, oh, my God, I didn't see this coming the, yeah, the, benefit the, as well. Yeah, Joe Burrow's taxed a little bit for being the number one overall pick in his last 11 games. They're 9-2, and two, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions, and much of that without Jamar Chase. Yeah, without Chase. And then yesterday he's playing without a lot of other guys too, and, and Mixon got hurt. Um, in the mix of all of that as well. No, <laughs> bro. <coughs> and by the Excuse way, me, I'm sorry. In, in this calendar year, 2022, from January 1st to this moment, <laughs> Joe Burrow has beaten Patrick Mahomes three times. Right. Everyone else has combined to do it twice. He's only lost two other games besides those three. Yes, he's something in five, and three of the losses are to Joe Burrow. Right. He lost one to Allen, right? He, he beat Allen in the playoff game last year, and, then and he a lost weird to him one. one earlier this year. Well, watch their other loss this year. They have three losses this year. They lost to Cincinnati, they lost to Buffalo, and who else beat them? Uh, Indian, that weird game against the Colts. Oh, that's right, Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Ryan is the answer to the trivia question. He's the other quarterback to beat him. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Your hot takes, Bubba. Who's next? I mean, all I know is Cooper Rush beat Joe Burrow, so. That's true. Factor that in. Cowboys did beat the Bengals. That was the big stunning win right at the beginning of the Cooper Rush era. Yeah, that started it all. Who's next? We're going to go to Brian number two. Brian number two. What, yeah, you mean just because we had another guy named Brian C-M-I. Call earlier? C-M-I. Correct. Okay. I don't, I, don't know if, if, I don't know if it's fair to this particular Brian to call him Brian number two. One way or another, Brian, show Bubba up and give us an unbelievable hot take and prove that you are truly number one amongst all the Bryans. I'll do my best. I want to know if we find it at all interesting that the, that the two quarter of a billion dollar quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, are both terrible. I find it interesting. I think they got paid too much. That's my take. So, look, let's lose the music on this. Uh, number two on the phones, number one in our hearts. <laughs> look, let, let's talk about Deshaun Watson for a minute. There is nothing less fun in football right now than talking about Deshaun Watson because it is a football conversation that is never going to feel like it is totally about football. And when you watch him, it doesn't feel the same. Like watching him play, it just doesn't feel the same. It has become, because of the things that we know about him, it feels like, frankly, it's just impossible to be excited watching him play. At some point, however, it is very hard for me to imagine that the talent is not going to transcend the rust. The guy hadn't played a football game in 700 days. So he has looked a little rusty. He played a very good team yesterday, and he hasn't looked real good. He's still figuring out where he is and what everything is. The reality is, when last playing, meaning when he was last healthy and willing and able and eligible and all of those things in Houston, he was having one of the greatest seasons in recent NFL memory. I mean, he's that good and that young. 
So the idea that he's not going to wind up playing well in Cleveland, look, I guess anything's possible. And it, it, again, it has become impossible to root for. But I find it hard to picture that he's not going to get it together and be good again. I, it doesn't mean it can't happen, Hembo, but I would expect him to play really well there. So would I, but I would have said the exact same thing about Russell Wilson. I mean, if Deshaun Watson had been eligible to start the season and their team looked like the Broncos do, it would have been just as surprising, truly. So I don't know that it's off the list of options, but you're right. He's incredibly talented. I just feel like I have to plug my nose as I watch him play. That, that's the problem, is, is that that has become so... Like, even when their game, if, if you're not watching it in particular, but when their game pops up on red zone and he's out there, you think to yourself, oh, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel. I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do. And I, and I don't know how, look, I sympathize with the fans of the Cleveland Browns because I'm sure a lot of them feel similarly. Like, you want your team to win. You, you, you're rooted for your team. If, if you're my age and you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you've never even seen your team compete for a championship. You've seen all the heartache and <coughs> everything else, and now you have this guy who's a really, really good player, and you can't, in good conscience, just be unreservedly rooting for him or excited about it. I, 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 I understand how that would be a difficult position to be in as a fan. Yeah, each of his first two games at Houston, at Cincinnati, both of those games are sort of hidden. Their next game is Saturday in a standalone time at 4.30 against the Ravens. It'll be the first time that the national audience is truly exposed in that way. And, and, and the first time that everyone will hear what the announcers have to say. Yeah. Those games are on NFL Network, right? That's right. So I don't know who's doing them, um, but the, everybody in the studio, I mean, you're going to have to talk about it. You can't pretend that this is not part of the story. It is the biggest part and most important part of the story and will be with him for the foreseeable future. So we'll see where it all winds up. All right, we got uh, Monday Night Football tonight. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. Let's do a Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance and Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. The game is in Arizona. It's the Patriots at the Cardinals. <coughs> what are the numbers on this one? The Patriots are a two-and-a-half-point road favorite in this game, and the public is split 50-50 right down the middle. So, because I wasn't here a week ago Friday with the illness and everything, I did not have a chance to comment on what I saw from the Patriots on that Thursday night. We haven't seen the Patriots play since that Thursday night game against Buffalo. And I got to tell you, my overriding impression of the Patriots right now is something that I never would have thought I'd hear myself say. The Patriots look like a badly coached team. I don't know what Bill is doing there. I don't know what point it is he's trying to prove. I admire Bill Belichick enormously. I think he is the greatest coach that we have ever seen in pro football. And I think he is um, one of the smartest people that I've ever come across in sports. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I really don't. But but that, that kid, Mac Jones, because you can tell he is super intelligent, and he also seems quite high strung, right? He seems like the kind like, like a high strung young person. I, I don't know him personally, but that's certainly the way it comes off. And he's being coached now by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And you watch that stuff and you watch the, the way they're approaching offense and everything. It's terrible. Now their defense is pretty good and the Cardinals are pretty bad. But I don't have a lot of confidence in New England. I really don't. I, I do not think they're going to make the playoffs. And I think the playoffs were there to be made. I, I, don't, I don't know what exactly it is they thought they were going to get out of this season. But I don't know how you now, it, if you're Bill, do you admit the mistake 
do you go out and hire a qualified, experienced offensive coach to work with um, Mac Jones? Because if so, then you really are acknowledging how badly you screwed up what was a winnable season. Yeah, someone like Josh McDaniels, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Is he going to get fired? Are they going to fire him? They blow a, a double-digit lead every other week. Every week. Not even every other week. <laughs> every week. The, 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 the two safest bets in the sport are the Raiders up 10 to lose that game and Tom Brady to yell at someone after every play that doesn't go well. I don't disagree with a thing that you just said about Bill Belichick, by the way, but I can't justify losing any of my hard-earned money putting it on Cliff Kingsbury to cover over him still. That's how I feel about tonight's game. So what did you say the line was? Two and a half. Patriots minus two and a half on the road. All right. So my gut agrees with you. My gut is the Patriots win this game and cover, which means the official KOD pick has to go the opposite. We go the other way. I, I've been making the picks even though I've been out sick. How have I been doing? Where, where do I stand right now, guys? You went 2-1 and one this weekend. Uh, the only loss was that Jet uh, backdoor cover. Which Ooh. I was only doing. I picked Buffalo because I thought it might help. I wanted to win so badly. I said, i got to pick the Bills because if my oppo works here on the KOD. And I got my worst possible scenario, which is that the Jets lost but covered which did not make me feel better in any reasonable way. All right, good to be back. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.